Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we build products in public. Each week we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we share our struggles, our wins and everything in between. I'm Benedict and I'm once again feeling super busy. And I'm Benedicta. Today is November 14th. This is episode number 192 and I am feeling strong. Ooh, that's mm. that's something. Why do you, did that you, is something. did you start lifting? What what's going on there? I mean, I've been exercising semi regularly since February, and it's finally starting to show. Or not no. show. I wouldn't say it's showing. <laughs> that's that's the wrong. But uh, I can feel it. Like I had to run to the bus the other day with um, Lillian and our friend, and it was like I was like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. not. Nothing is, you know, nothing is in pain. Well, things are in pain because I am now exercising and you get sore. <laughs> but, like, you know, you, you can run and you're not like, okay, I'm going to be laying on the, the couch for the next <laughs> week because I threw out my back or anything like that, you know. And I just, and then I also do the ballet. And I went to ballet yesterday and I could also there, like, feel like I could do. Let's not videotape it yet. But... I halfway managed to do like a grand plie without my ass sticking out. So pretty cool. proud. That's so feeling nice. strong. Yes. But when this kind of newfound strongness is going to give me energy, that's when I'm, that's what I'm wondering. Everybody who exercises like, Oh, it gives you energy. It's still not, not really. Hmm. Like, <laughs> I get very, like I feel stronger, but also I feel exhausted the day after exercise. <laughs> so, Hmm. Well, I don't gonna, know. I wouldn't know anything about there. that. <laughs> you wouldn't know anything about that. Okay. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> My exercise routine you know. has kind of dwindled again. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm. But the uh, thing is, you have to just keep on going. That's what that's what I've learned this year is that, and that I don't do it for a week or a week and a half. But then I just instead of making it a big deal, I kind of just keep on going from where I left off. While before I was like, oh, this didn't work. Let me make a new routine or like, let me right. make some changes or like something like that. I just kind of just pick the next, next little task off the Kanban board and just do it no matter how long a break I've had. Right. And it's really, and that, that approach is working for mm -hmm. me. Like it, it's literally a Kanban board <laughs> of exercise. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Maybe I should try that. I, I used an app for a while. And um, it would like suggest stuff I should do, but some of that stuff is so ridiculously sh well, shitty. I don't, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and I also feel with the apps, it's like, and then they track you, and then they're like, "Oh, you broke your streak." I'm like, "Well, that's very motivating. Thank you very much." <laughs> you know, and I because I finally I read almost every day. And I had to go into the Kindle on my phone, and suddenly it had like lots of these like extrinsic measurements and i i could notice i was like but what about my streak because suddenly i hadn't read one day and i lost my streak i didn't even know i had a streak on kindle <laughs> and, and why I've would you need one it, like, right? I, I don't i don't know but like i've never felt bad for not reading or reading it's just like i read a lot and that's just what i do but suddenly when it was giving me statistics and showing me my broken streaks i haven't I was I felt bad even though I haven't really tried to keep up a streak. Like I, I read at night to relax, and if I don't, I don't. But 
so I'm very happy this is not on my Kindle because it's so old. So I'm just going to stay off the Kindle app. Um, and, Makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I have not noticed that this is a thing now. But uh, yeah, everything is gamified, right? Uh, everything has to have like, like achievements and streaks and stats and scoreboards and everything. It's very stressful. I mean, reading is such a like just a very relaxing activity, and it it's I don't know. It shouldn't I don't know. It shouldn't be gamified. Yeah, I and agree. I know they do that in schools and stuff already, and I feel like they're taking a lot of that. I do. We've talked about this before. I need like extrinsic motivation. I need to promise somebody I will do something. But all of these like streaks and badges and all of that that's just just that doesn't work for me. I just get annoyed and then I get mad and then I want to throw my phone in the wall because it's telling me I'm not doing good enough. And yeah, well, yeah. that was a different topic, but tech people out there, think about your gamification. <laughs> it's not always good. It's not always the way, the way to go, I guess. Yeah, I totally agree. But there's this guy in uh, Mega Maker, the community that I think we're both part of, and he's created, is it called Polar Habits? Where he has taken, instead of having a streak that gets broken, it's like an upward graph. So it just flattens. So when you don't do your habit for a couple of days, it kind of flattens, the graph flattens. But then when you start doing it again, the graph starts climbing again. So he was trying to remove that kind of, oh, you've broken the streak, which for some people is very motivating. They never want to break the streak. But if you do break it, it's very unmotivating because suddenly you lost all your progress. Like even mm. an exercise is not like that. If you if you don't do it for a week and you start again, it's not like all is lost. So I think his idea was that you visualize it differently, where it's like, oh, it's flattened. Obviously, you didn't get you know stronger or didn't get better at whatever your habit was. Uh, but as soon as you start doing it again, your graph starts going up instead of there being like this. Oh, let's start at zero. Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping up my drums habit. Well, sort of. Not every day, but almost every day. That's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that rant over on the gamification. Good. Nice. Good. Uh, so, why are you so busy? Are you working? Are you working busy? Are you personally? I am busy? working busy. I mean, same as the last two, three, or four episodes. Uh, we're still in crunch mode on the workflow builder. We rolled it out to a couple of beta customers. Um, amazingly, I feel like 15, 16 people or so uh, reached out to us and wanted access, and we enabled it for all of them. And we asked them to send in the video after like their first time using it, and um, only two of them did so far, but uh, those two videos were very helpful um, because you could really see like, them looking at it for the first time and then figuring it out as as they go. Um, mm -hmm. And while it didn't immediately figure out everything correctly, you could like see that after a minute or so, they 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 understood what was going on. Like even though it's not like super smooth, like I I consider two minutes a pretty good uh, time mm -hmm. to to get the concepts down and then. I think once uh, after that, like once they finished that, they were able to use it um, as we intended it to. It also showed a bug that we didn't 
now existed until someone else was using it because as usual you had we, bugs yeah there was a bug in there <laughs> we had an if else condition with four branches <laughs> um, oh so you mean ai <laughs> Uh, it's sort of, yes. Uh, it was true, false, and then nothing, nothing. <laughs> um, uh, and that didn't make any sense. But um, mm. yeah, like we, I guess we wouldn't have found that if, if it weren't for a customer doing a particular order of operations that would cost us. Um, and we were able to fix it. But um, yeah, again, it was just helpful to, to ask for the videos. I'm hoping we're getting a few more, but um, even if not, it's it's already good. Yeah, we actually so. did the same for Altsera, where Jeff hijacked the sign up button, and then it was a screen that said, "Oh, we'll give you a free month or a free something if you record a video while signing up." Mm-hmm. And yeah, we also smart. found a bug. Yeah, <laughs> we found a bug, and then also some onboarding things that um, will be fixed. But I thought, like, because a lot of the time you think you have to like have like a very good process and at least I like overdo these things where it's like, Oh, I need to like read the book and how to do customer interviews. And then I have to do this and that, and it has to like be perfect. But Jeff was like, like, just let's just ask them to record themselves. And it's not like a perfect process, but some did. And that was, a, we got a lot of information from that. And then if we wanted to dig into that, I guess it would be good to do more like, proper kind of like interviews but this was a very low very easy way to get a lot of um feedback and i think now folks kind of know how to record their screens i think before that would have been quite a big ask for a lot of people you would have to actually set up kind of like test environments and have people physically come in sometimes to test things but but these days people know kind of how to record their screen and and you know it's like a video call and they just kind of do it. So it's not as big an ask as it might've been, you know, even just five years ago. Um, True. So, people yeah. are more used to doing this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a tip tip for people there that that's, you know, that's a, that's a low, the lowest, lowest hanging fruit version what we call it? Like, <laughs> of, of doing that type of research. It's just asking people to use it and record themselves. And then you can make some, uh, um, informed decisions about where you go from there. Yeah. So yeah, that part was helpful. Um, and um, since then, we've been just like adding no new stuff, like new features to the workflow builder. And um, I gotta say, the velocity is pretty crazy. Like we are able to ship stuff super fast. Um, and I guess it's because it's such um, like the the entire concept of the workflows is very modularized and there's pretty strict interfaces. So, and there's a lot of, like, there's not a lot of interconnectivity sort of with different systems because like every node in that workflow graph just has an input and an output more or less. And then what happens in between does not matter at all. And we were able to churn out three new node types within a week basically um we added um an an exit node type where you can like stop the workflow (laughs) i tried doing this i was like "Hmm, how hard can this be it took less than an hour like everything included backends front end graph rendering everything within an hour um 
we added a new. So you see the benefits of of spending some time to get it right. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Um, we added because you've new... been complaining, not complaining, but you've been saying like, "Oh, this took longer than I thought. This took longer than I, you know," because it's it's, it's <laughs> yeah. been kind of that's kind of been the refrain the last episodes, but now. Um, on the other side of that, it seems like yes, you're getting the the benefits of taking that time. Yeah, at least on on some parts, yes. Um, yeah, it's true. Like a lot of stuff we're doing in list so far has always been like yeah, a lot of dependencies on other stuff, and then yeah, having to refactor existing stuff and does, and things like that. But for a change, this one is not one of them. Um, <laughs> So we added the exit node. We added a split testing node where you can randomly branch out into up to five branches, I think. Um, that had some challenges in there that we didn't anticipate earlier, but like it was still done within a week. Um, mm-hmm. And um, basically this week we are, we are adding a notification type of thing where you can send yourself an email when something happens. And that's, I mean... There's some open questions, but like the basic version is done. Like, and and what's crazy about this, this is just Leo doing it himself, like both front end and back end. He basically built the thing, the thing last night. <laughs> um, so that's super encouraging um, that we can just easily add new stuff. And even for Leo, who is not super familiar with the back end side of things, um, he's able to add new stuff uh, and. It just works, and that's that's pretty pretty great. So I'm I'm pumped. You should also be proud. That looks. That I'm also proud. Like yes. Good architect, the architecture you've created there. I don't want to toot my horn too much, but um, yes, you, I'm pretty. You I'm, I'm pretty amazed what we were able to build with just a team of two developers and one designer. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Um, for a small team, I guess. I'm super impressed. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, that's about it. Like, there's not much else happening. We're just like, again, churning on this and um, yeah, planning to ship it early December. Ooh, cool. <laughs> what have you been working on? Well, the same same thing as you, same things I've been working on all fall, it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Are you making progress? How did your like how did your first stream go? For Mixed Oh, Club? that was a lot of fun. So we're back to streaming, which I guess is new. Um and we're having our second stream this Saturday and it was just so much fun. Like I we've missed it. Um it and it was a very good decision to put it to Saturday morning. Just everybody in the family was a little bit more awake. And well, I guess I was less enthusiastic <laughs> at night, which is fine. Um, but everybody kind of, uh, we were all awake and none of us were overtired and uh, didn't kind of ruin or mess up our, our whole evening and like, you know, sleep schedules and all of that. So that was great. And then we also had AK, which streamed with us back in, you know, the plague times. And uh, she saw that we were going to start again. And she was like, oh, could I, you know, can I participate in some way? And she's really great to have on stream as well. So AK joined. Um, So 
and she's really good with the chat and and um you know writing that some notes about what happened during the stream and those kinds of things so that has been great because we got some help to create clips so you might all hate me by the end of this week if you follow me on social media because there will be a clip every day from this stream and that will probably continue in the foreseeable future so let me know if there's if there's too many clips <clears throat> i might not listen but let me know anyway there's no such, uh, such thing as too many clips no i mean <laughs> there can never be too many clips so that that has been a lot of fun and like given me some energy i feel um and i feel like we've because i do love streaming but then too much streaming is tiring like there's there's you know you can things can be both fun and tiring <laughs> i guess yes. um but i feel like every other week is like a really good schedule doing it saturday mornings even though we don't get americans watching because they're asleep it still works better for us and we got some um you know we got some uh, europeans watching and we had a good chat which is it's like there's some people in the chat chatting it just like makes the um the stream so much more fun and um getting these clips from it i feel like we have a process now like we can actually use the the streams as like this kind of content flywheel or like it's it's a it's an engine or a flywheel yep. i don't know what we want to call it but it, it feels like we we've landed on something that we can do for the long haul and it's fun and it will also uh, give us you know better and better sponsors we hope uh, moving forward so we're working on the call for sp sponsors sponsors call for sponsors which i'm calling it we've written up a document about what this is and we're going to um, send that out to the people who have shown interest so cross your fingers that we get more um really good sponsors so we can keep doing this forever and ever <laughs> but i guess where i'm feeling scattered is the um the work i'm doing for Alceta because i only work you know one or two days a week but one day is for technical support and the other day is for creating kind of more dev or doing more devrel work there's been less support now um so i should have more time to do the devrel work but then kind of my habit is to check for support at night and it's hard then to shift into doing something else when there isn't support. So I'm trying to create a little backlog of easier documentation tasks that I can do. So if I kind of show up for my support slot um, or the time I usually set aside at night to do support, I can then do some documentation tasks. But I need to have those defined because at night I cannot define tasks that I realize does not work. Then I just kind of scramble around and do nothing. So yeah. I have to do that during the day. Um, and then I've started on different demos and kind of got stuck on different parts. I'm like just feeling scattered, so I need to finish some of these. But also I realized today when I went back to the framer integration we're creating or framer code component, a lot of things that I was struggling with, not like technically, but like how this should be presented to the user and how we can make it easier for the user of this code component, kind of just all fell into place today as soon as I started working. So I think that calendar time or that kind of like break where you just let things simmer is also good, but it's always hard to know like when am I not pushing through and completing this and when is it a good simmer, mm -hmm. you know, it's uh yeah. And then I started on a next demo while I kind of was waiting to figure out some of this framework things. And I was like, oh, it's going so fast. And I was like, this is, you know, I'm gonna have this done. Then I encountered one of Next's lovely 
undocumented slash features slash uh, bugs <laughs> where nobody really agree if it's a feature or a bug or what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. And nobody could help me because the newest version is so new. So I need to um, dial it back a little bit and just do one of the older, more trusted ways of doing it, I guess. But there was a problem and I'm going to keep complaining about this, but it was a problem because there was client-side navigation that took precedent, precedence over the server-side stuff so that even though kind of I let Next know that this page needs to be re-rendered on the server, it's never re-rendered on the server because the client-side navigation has just cached the whole freaking page and never asks the server. Mm, okay. Yeah. Sounds amazing. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it does. Um, so I was complaining. There was a whole Twitter thread. I did get some help and I haven't had really have time to look fully into it, but I hope to do that on a Friday um, spend some time on Friday as well. But now it's all about getting this um, framework code component com- all the way to completion so that I get it out there because um, I need to see some completion. <laughs> nice. Yes. So, but I guess that's the way life is when you're a fractional developer or a fractional employee in multiple places. Yep. Yep. It's got its um, perks and its, uh, what's the opposite of perks? Downsides, I guess. Yep. And then, of course, because I did clear some other stuff off my plate, I decided to create a advent calendar. <laughs> oh, tell me more. Because <laughs> I, I have nothing to do. Um, I, I've wanted to make calendars for a long time, but anyway, the calendar will be semantic HTML, a semantic, what did I call it? A semantic advent, semantic advent. I think I call it. Mm -hmm. The concept is that you'll get an email every day with one semantic HTML element describing what it is and how it can be used. Because I feel like... There is a lot of, I don't know, a lot of div usage out there, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in the React world, there um, are a lot of people who kind of learned React before they learned HTML, which is totally a valid way of doing it, but also then have very little kind of knowledge about the HTML that kind of comes out of the React code they write and that they're you know, that there are HTML elements as well, not just React components. <laughs> and and um, if you use the correct ones, you get so much for free. You get SEO for free, you get accessibility for free. You know, it's, it's just ni- nice to have like a little bit of overview. And I also think it's something that can be fun to get like a drip every day. I mean, it's going to be mm-hmm. the shortest email. That's why I also decided that I can actually do this because... It's basically going to be copy pasted from the documentation, like that one line on what it is. But then I'm trying to uh, come up with with examples from my own work or for other people's work about when to use it so that you kind of have the definition, but then we'll have like more of a personal story or personal example to showcase the element. And I gotten some people that said they want to help. So I don't have to write all of them, but I need to create the kind of template for it and then have people pick different elements that they've hopefully used in their work so that we can get like real world 
examples of the element. Um, and I just randomly picked 24 that I like because there are like 100. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are plenty, right? <laughs> That's cool. So if you have a favorite semantic HTML element, I'm going to keep it secret which one is mine. Mine is actually deprecated, but it's still going to be included. Aww, uh, but if you do have it... Well, I'm not saying. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Uh, but if you have a favorite HTML element, semantic element that you feel is underused, um, marquee is probably not underused, <laughs> then let me know and I'll make sure to include it. I might swap out one of the ones that I chose. But if you have a, uh, yeah, if you have one that you feel, you know, why don't people use this element more and an example of how you've used it, um, you know, DM me on Twitter and I'll I'll give you credit on that day and cool. um, make sure to include it. Yeah, I think it's fun. And it's also a little inspired with my bank job where I do work with um, more junior developers who are really like hungry for this kind of content in a way. So where do people sign up? There's still no sign up. Oh, no. <laughs> it will be out this week. And I'm like grappling, should I buy another domain? Or should I just like put it on like advent.ray.codes or like semantic.ray.codes? I'm not sure. Hmm. What do you think? I don't know. <laughs> you should say do not buy any more domains is, is always the reply you should give me. <laughs> and then I'll go out and buy it anyway. Okay, well then don't buy a new domain. <laughs> but buy it anyway. I yeah. Anyway. Now, hopefully I'll get it um, launched this week and maybe even before this comes out and there will be a link in the description. Sounds good. Cool. Mm -hmm. Anything else? Anything else? You want to hear about my uh, my mom moment this week, these two weeks? <laughs> sure. Sure. So Lillian had her first concert this weekend. Oh, what... Uh... Fill, fill us in on the details. What is he playing instrument? Is he singing? Is he she, dancing? She started, she started playing the flute. And I think it's called the flute in English. It's the one that kind of go across. Like, it, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know yeah. what it's called in English. It's in Norwegian, it's tverflete, which means across flute. Mm -hmm. Yes, so, same in German. I'm pretty sure that's not, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not the English name. Yeah, she started playing in August and she just loves marching band. Uh, so she's a part of the marching band and they had their first concert this weekend. And uh, it was very emotional and very cute. I just looked yeah. it up. Apparently it's the Traverse flute or the German oh. flute. The German flute. Apparently. Ooh, apparently. <laughs> well, At least so that's, what the German, called, that's what the German to English dictionary says. I mean, it might be opinionated, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> it might be a minute. Well, that's interesting that even because usually in English they're not that literal. So they, the traverse flute is exactly that, like their cross flute or whatever. It's you know, huh? Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So I'm learning a lot, and she thinks it's so much fun that I don't. I have like no musical background. I have no matching band background. Like I know nothing about these things, and I think that's partly why she loves it so much. So you can do like something that you can't. Yeah, and I think it's like completely her thing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's not something kind of we encouraged or can like participate in other than being observers of what she, she knows and what she does. 
So we'll see how it goes. But this, cool. so far, she is just super excited. This is like the funnest thing ever. So nice. we're going to so get I- a little marching band nerd kid, I guess. <laughs> well, it could be worse things, I guess. <laughs> could be worse well, things. So she had her first concert, marching band mm-hmm. concert with the entire mm-hmm. marching band? So they played, so they are the, the newest ones, and they played in front of the oldest ones. So the oldest ones kind of backed them. Mm, so nice. there's like three three marching bands. It's the seniors, the juniors, and the these ones who are called aspiranter. Again, I do not know the English word for these things. Um, so they stood in front, and then the, the senior marching band was playing behind them. And then for a little part, they did a solo where all of them played without the seniors playing nice so we were like i thought they were all gonna do solo i thought that was a little early because they've been saying like oh and then the the new ones are gonna do a solo and i thought they meant that every one of the kids would like do a solo but no all of the new ones played together and that was the solo and <laughs> uh, not so solo solo <laughs> not so <laughs> solo, nice, solo i mean it's a nice idea that it removes a little bit of the pressure yes it seems like they have a very kind of good foundation in how they do how they do this marching band like there is thought and intention behind everything they do that's nice so, yeah that's nice for a change <laughs> yes exactly it's and and when i was at the info kind of the info meeting for this marching band after i reluctantly said yes um they kind of they reminded us that this is the only activity where different ages get to participate in the same activity where I was like, Oh, I hadn't thought about that, but that is something I feel is missing from kind of kids today. They only usually do all activities with their own age group while in marching band. Well, this first year it's, it's used, it's like their age group or it's everyone has started. So one, so one has started later. So she's older. Um, but then as soon as they're done with this foundational year, there will be in the junior band and that's like three or four, years range and that's kind of cool that's nice yeah yeah cool well then congratulations um well is there a video (laughs) there are videos but they will not be publicized (laughs) because there are lots of kids in the video (laughs) it's probably already on youtube and you don't know right (laughs) (laughs) well i don't know lillian school is pretty like the parents there are pretty like pretty strict okay that's good yeah, they're pretty strict. Oh, but on this note, if people are still listening, on so on Friday, we got a free concert ticket to this marching band concert. And I was like, yes, let's go. I brought Lillian. It was a little late. And then at the end of that concert, they were like, oh, there's going to be another concert, a Frank Zappa tribute concert. Mm. And I was like, I like Frank Zappa. And Lillian was like, I want to go to more concerts. So we went over to the Frank Zappa tribute, which was all like brass instruments, like uh, mm-hmm. trombone and and those kind of things. And we went and it was super cool, but it was like done at half past 11 at night. So around midnight, Lillian and I was like walking through center of Oslo. <laughs> and there's a different vibe in Oslo at like midnight. Um, and we were just having so much fun and walking there and looking at like nightlife uh, Oslo. And I haven't seen that in years. And this was obviously the first time Lillian saw it. So she just walked around with like the biggest eyes. She was like, oh my God. 
God, what are all these grown-ups like doing? Why are they acting so weird? And why is he sitting in a trash can? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. So there was a little bit of um ERL. Uh, ERL stories right there. Cool. Yep. Well, it sounds like you both had fun. We had so much fun. And I'm I'm seeing there's going to be lots of marching band concerts in my future. So I'll just need to learn and learn to appreciate. <laughs> yep. Yep. Cool. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Yeah. Have a good one. Have a good one. Uh, see you. See you around the interwebs. Yeah.